I'm Jamie. And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) Hello. Jamie has her great lenses on. She is ready. She is prepared. Because there is a lot to discuss in this session, because I feel like it's going to end up (laughs) being a whole therapy session uh, Mm. with all of us. So... Oh boy. Very excited. We Today, are a family. I mean, that's what Dream Girl says. Yes, we are a horror family. <laughs> that's that's a lyric in Dream Girls. It is. Yeah. Like a like a giant tree <laughs> branching out towards the boogeyman is, is where, where we're at. Because today we are talking about the 2023 supernatural horror film, The Boogeyman. They called it. The boogeyman. Yeah, that's the way I used to look at them. Like they were crazy. Found out the hard way I was wrong. Likes to play with its food, scare them to death. Shit, I can't even talk like them. Like a goddamn echo. It needs the dark to stay hidden. Fire was the first thing man used to see at night. It's really been around that long. So this movie was directed by Rob Savage, and this movie is based on the 1973 short story of the same name by a one Stephen King, our favorite horror writer. And it stars Sophie Thatcher, Chris Messina, Vivian Lyra Blair, which I love that name, Lyra, uh, and David Desmalchin, which, funny story, guys, I actually work with someone who went to school with David, and I didn't realize that he has just become that actor that is in... Uh, he has a little part in ev- in everything, mm-hmm. uh, which is super cool. A friend, mm-hmm. my, my co-worker came up to me and said, hey, are you going to see this movie, The Boogeyman? Because I know <laughs> the actor that's in it. So that's so funny. It was cool. super cool having that uh, He'll always be the creepy him. guy from The Dark Knight for me. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. That is the role that stands out the most. <laughs> me too. Even though I know him in like Suicide Squad and this. Yeah. And, like, Just a whole bunch everything. of other things. Yeah. Totally. Yes. That moment in The Dark Knight is like wildly effective because like you see the Joker without his makeup very quickly and then you mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. that like that you know you kind of see the influence he has over people especially oh yeah yeah anyway this is not about the dark night this is about the (laughs) i mean dark you know dark things align so it's adjacent Mm -hmm. for sure lack of light (laughs) lack of light so much not light happening in this movie especially Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, obviously there's going to be spoilers for this movie, everything The Boogeyman and maybe some origins of Boogeyman and all those things, which I'm super excited to talk about that, the origin of, of The Boogeyman. And Jamie hit us with those trigger warnings. Hey, if you don't like Boogie, stay away. Um, <laughs> stay away from the boogies. 
Yeah. How do you? <laughs> what is fever. the joke? What's the joke? How do you make a handkerchief dance? Yeah, you put a little boogie in it. <laughs> Never heard that joke in my life. Wait, really? really? <laughs> that was like the dad joke of dad jokes. Yeah, that's like wow. Oh, that's so funny. They never heard of it. I love it. Kudos. Love it. I mean, we didn't write it. I mean, but thank you for sharing it. No, it's if Nikisha's never if Nikisha's never heard it before, I wrote it. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just you're happen welcome. to know the punchline organically. You're welcome. Why you, well, yeah, because well, no, you're I, married. So yeah, I, I tested it on her at work. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she yeah. had the secrets <laughs> together. So yeah, yeah, yes. totally. Uh, so uh, this movie is uh, features death heavily and grief. Um, mm-hmm. It's about spooky things in the darkness. Uh, you know, children being murdered. Uh, children being like stalked and and pretend- eaten. I don't really know what the suck is sucking out their soul. I'm not totally sure what the boogeyman's trying to do with these children, but he is definitely killing them, and that is a trigger mm-hmm. warning. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, there are guns and fire. Um, there we don't really is this movie rated R or PG thirteen? That is a um, great question. I do not know. The boogeyman is rated. I don't know. Let me check. I mean, there is infant side or whatever it's called. Yeah, but you don't like see it. They just like allude to it. I mean, like that mm-hmm. is the trigger warning. I'm just trying to remember like, because it's not super graphic, right. but like the, they're like referencing I, these. I, I have it as P, I have it. The internet has it as PG-13. Okay. Yeah, that's that what I thought. Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like alluding to and referencing like infanticide and, and child death. Um, but I don't think that we see it ever. Mm-hmm. We do see the monster at the end. So if you don't like creepy monsters, um, then this is not for you. I mean, if you are afraid of the dark, this movie will be spooky for you. I'm afraid of the oh, dark yeah. and the mm-hmm. darkness is spooky for me. Um, okay. So, let's talk about that. We got to get into that. <laughs> let's, let's unpack that. Let's um, unpack it. Therapy session starts but, now. Uh, <laughs> Yes, there's a car, reference to a car accident. Um, oh, sure. And uh, and suicide. Did we say suicide? Well, quote unquote. And reference to suicide, yeah. Yeah, sure. But not too all much right. insides on the outside, if at all. Right. But PG-13, so that mm, that's Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't think they do that. Tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Track. All right. Well, before we get into everything, Producer Brian, can you please give us some wise words? Sure, they're not wise. Do not be <laughs> do not be fooled. Um, hi everybody, we're on YouTube as well. Hi YouTube. Hello. Uh, check us out there. Um, you can find us wherever you get podcasts, but more importantly, check us out on social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, we're still circling 15k, so join us. And um, join yeah, we do some us. really fun. Join us. I'll sell your soul, not sell it. I'll steal it. Uh, what is it? <laughs> money, um, please. Steal your soul. <laughs> money, please. Um, no money, please. <laughs> but uh, but actually, uh, yeah, we cover a lot of other movies that we don't cover on here. Um, like mm-hmm. I, wa- I unfortunately watched The Black Demon, so you can see my review of that there and stuff like that. Oh but, no! Uh, um, yeah, back to you, Nikisha. Okay, so I have watched some things that I'm very excited to talk to you guys about. But before Ooh. I spill mine, have you guys watched anything else this week? Um, no, no, because we I w- 
were we traveled oh we mm-hmm. went to that record store in denver and they had some cool spooky items for sale oh yeah that was mm-hmm. that was a cool spot uh twisted records or twisted something in denver um twist and shout in denver that got was it. super cool um, got it, got it, got it. uh i oh i watched um on jamie's suggestion i should i should have watched this years ago but mm-hmm. i watched um swiss army man Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. which was spectacular. I loved it. It was very much up my alley. Um, and I also, well, actually, let me go and check my uh, letterbox account. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and I'll this be able to tell you. This guy in his letterbox. Uh, I'll tell Goodness. you exactly what I, Let me check my diary. Um, <laughs> so uh, I watched um, The Black Demon, The Boogeyman, as we mentioned, and the Swiss Boogeyman. Army Man. Um, mm. I also, I also watched, we talked about Sisu. I also watched, I finished Horror in the High Desert 2, Minerva. Um, mm. you can, you can, much better than the first one, but it's not, it's not like, you don't, it's not, uh, suggested reading. Um, <laughs> Black Demon is, uh, bottom. So on TikTok, I'm going to do my best of the year so far, um, mm-hmm. halfway through the year. I've yeah. seen up until this point, I have seen, um, uh, I have seen, I'll tell you right now. Uh, yeah. That's right now. Oh my God. Wait, no, so much pressure. <laughs> I've seen like 25 or 26 new horror movies from this year. So I'm going nice. to count them down. And spoiler alert, back Black Demons in the bottom three. Got Ayo. it. Was that uh, like a Shutter original? Where did you watch that? Uh, no, that was a uh, direct-to-digital uh, shark movie starring Josh Lucas. It's it's really bad. Okay. And I love shark movies. I'll watch know, anything. It was really bad. Oh, no. That's unfortunate. Alas, well, York. Yes, alas. I mean, at least you have uh, like 20-plus other movies that were better than that. Oh, so. yeah. And we still got a whole other yeah. year. I mean, a whole and, half uh, a year left. The movie I'm actually most excited to see right now is um, there is a Shudder original out that came out the day we're recording this. So um, uh, Brooklyn 45 uh, about a Mm. seance. It takes place in 1945 Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn about Mm -hmm. a seance that involves a lot of like veterans and stuff. Um, (laughs) It looks super cool. I love a horror movie set in that time period. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I I hope it's good. I hope I have a good time. But that's what I'm excited for right now. Nice. Well, guys, after a lot of years, I finally thought to myself, I should invest in Art the Clown. (gasps) Yes. And so you've been terrified. Well, here's the here's the thing. I said, okay, I got to start from from the source source. So I had to go on the wikis and see like oh. where it originally came from. <laughs> sure. So the first movie I watched was All Hallows Eve, uh-huh. where it's the one with the shorts and the VHS tape inside mm-hmm. of the the trick or treat bag, mm-hmm. and we are introduced to Art the Clown, which I uh, enjoyed. I enjoyed that movie a lot. I thought it. I think it was. Um, 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it was a good time. But then I got into the first movie, Terrifier. And as much as I am a Saw person and, you know, torture porn, whatever, yeah. whatever's, that was a lot. <laughs> I've never I've never seen it. Oh, yeah, I haven't either. Really? 
Yeah. Guys. Because I, 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 I don't know if that's for me. Yeah. Like, similarly, I feel like. And they, you know, they just announced a third one. Like, they're making really? a third one now. I, yeah. I didn't know that. Because I was yeah. trying to, I, I just knew that the second one was recent. And so I thought, mm-hmm. oh, well, and it's, you can, you can watch them on Tubi, you know, for free with ads. And mm-hmm. so I thought, okay, well, let me just see what the fuss is about. Because mm-hmm. this is a prominent figure in the horror genre. Yeah. And wow, I, I see why. Again, I love Saw. I used to watch it every year for mm. <laughs> Halloween. And so I understand, I, I get that genre, but this kind of takes it to another level where I was a little bit like holding my pillow at night. What, <laughs> what's going on? I had to watch it in, in pieces. I think I watched mm. uh, the actual Terrifier. In pieces, like, pun in, intended. In pieces, <laughs> pun intended. Well, in pieces. <laughs> If you watch it on if you watch it on Tubi, it's probably a good thing because you got the commercial breaks essentially. Mm. Just to to give a pause. I mean, like it kind of doesn't stop, and it well, really yeah. make like when you think that it's not gonna zoom in on the part or the body part or the the action that is happening. I mean, it does it tenfold, and it just leaves it there, and mm. you're just like, okay. Uh. I know so, one spoiler that was spoiled on one of those like Watch Mojo lists yes. of like oh, an unexpected uh, kill. So mm-hmm. Jamie gave me permission to like kind of watch these on my own because she has no interest. Are you sticking yes. with that or do you want to watch them together? Ooh. Are you guys going to make me watch this movie? <laughs> no, 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 you no. You don't have to. No, it, it, not Jamie, at all. I, I mean, it is a lot. It, it is a lot. I, <laughs> I will admit and, and, and just throw it out there. If you don't ever watch this movie in your life, I, you will be fine. I just wanted to know what the fuss was about, and yeah. I didn't realize to the extent of what it was. Hmm. So that caught me by surprise. But then it's one of those, like, I'm not going to just not finish it. So I'm, you know, 40 minutes in thinking, wow, I still have like 50 minutes left of this kind of behavior. And Ugh. but you want to know what happens in the end. And I thought it was a, the, the first movie. It was a good um, like roundabout kind of twist at the end mm. that I enjoyed. But wow, the journey to get there was a lot. Did so. you like them? And did you have a preference? You know, I liked All Hallows Eve a little bit better, I think, because it was little, it was kind of like little shorts, and he was hmm. intermingled throughout. Actually, there was one that he kind of wasn't in at all. His picture was, there was just a, uh, a painted picture of him, but it was about aliens, and that was like super fucking random and weird. Hmm. But I liked All Hallows Eve, um, but then when you just get into Art the Clown, it, it, I, I could... I'm good not watching that movie again, and I'm kind of hesitant to watch the second one. Oh, you didn't watch the second one? No, I didn't watch the second oh, one. Oh, no, I misunderstood. I, I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, No, just All Hallows Eve and the first Terrifier. And oh, so okay. I don't know if I want to watch the second one, and there's a third one coming out. But I felt mm-hmm. as a podcaster of horror movies that yeah. I actually did to watch it once. That's what. That's how I feel, <sighs> to be totally honest, Nikisha. You know I didn't yes. grow up with slasher movies. Slasher movies and gore is not what I look for in a horror movie, and I, yeah. I understand that Like that's just not who I am. It's totally okay. Um, mm-hmm. However, um, I feel an obligation to watch them. Yes. I, like, like mm-hmm. that, that, you know, like, and maybe that's just me as a, like, um, 
what's the what's the term when you f- want to finish everything a hundred percent? Completionist. I'm a completionist, which Fair. is a problem because I will never be a completionist <laughs> when it comes to certain things. But yeah. like, um, <laughs> it's like like that's a, that's a level of perfectionism that is like unattainable because perfectionism isn't real. As I yes, 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 yes. Um, from my beautiful wife, <laughs> you just learned that. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, that, that was just my tangent of basically saying, like, I agree with you. I feel an obligation to at least get a taste of what those are like. Um, Absolutely. Um, and that's why I feel that way. So eventually I will watch them, but I have to be ready and in the right mindset. Oh, but, you definitely have to. It was a, a <laughs> casual afternoon viewing for me, and I was like, <laughs> whoops, yeah. I need to go watch Bob's Burgers for five hours straight to sure. like, get my mind off of what I just saw. Mm. Uh, so yeah, definitely be in the mindset to watch it, but it was an interesting, um, find for sure. And, and Brian, like, like you, I might end up just watching it cause I just want to know the full story. Yeah. It's yeah. already out there. And so, well, next but it time might take you, me like another month. <laughs> well, next time we're together, I'll, I'll watch the first one. And next time we're together, maybe like if you come down here or whatever, like, <gasps> yes. um, we can watch the second one together and like, Great. have like, punch like like fruit punch <laughs> uh, i'm just thinking of red things uh fruit so punch. many red things so uh, many i mean talk about insides on the outside guys i mean you can't she, go five yeah, seconds I, without yeah. <laughs> just yeah. seeing all all body parts <clears throat> mm. the whole anatomy you will know everything about everything so so yeah. th- so what mm-hmm. you're saying it's great for high schoolers to learn about anatomy absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> Where your intestines are, how many yeah. bullets does it take to actually die? I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All the things. Cool. <laughs> Great. Oh well, s- sorry about that tangent about Terrifier, but I had no. to let you guys know that I watched that. Yeah, Holy. hell yeah. So I'll, I'll keep you posted. But we are talking about the Boogeyman now, which is definitely not like Terrifier and rated PG-13. So we need a plot summary of this. Watch the plot. <laughs> I will volunteer. I will ask tribute. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even though this is going to be hard to kind of explain, but. I believe nothing, in you. Now that I, I think about it, nothing can be as bad as the summary I gave of what Evil Dead. So I'm good. <laughs> the bar is so low. <laughs> now. Per- perfect. Perfection. All right. Plot summary. Are you ready? Yes. Ready, mm-hmm. set, Go. So we open the movie. There is a child that is crying because we, she sees some type of monster. We don't see the monster. And then eventually she gets slashed, unfortunately. So then we cut to a family with a dad and two daughters. And they are recently grieving their mother who passed away in a car accident. Yes. And so they're dealing with the grief. The younger daughter is uh, afraid of the dark and she kind of sometimes sees some monsters or, or what she thinks are monsters. Um, and so she's dealing with that. And then there's a man that comes in uh, for a therapy session for the dad because the dad is a therapist. And 
the man says that his three kids were killed by an entity, but everyone thinks that it was this man, but it wasn't. The dad therapist is afraid, so he goes and calls the police, but then the man kind of runs away somewhere into the house, and eventually the daughter, the oldest daughter, comes home and finds that this man has committed suicide. So now they're dealing with that grief that somebody killed themselves in the house. And with that, now there's entities coming into the house. The little girl is really seeing like what we see as the boogeyman. The oldest is like, what is going on? So she goes and finds out information of the man's uh, that passed away, his wife. And so she finds out that it was this boogeyman that is apparently like attacking the kids. And so back at home, the youngest... The youngest is attacked by the boogeyman. She's hospitalized. And so the oldest daughter was like, we have to go find this boogeyman. Eventually, they all go back to the house, and they light the boogeyman on fire. And light him up. They, yes, light him up. And it's helped by the dead mom to light him on fire. And apparently, <laughs> the boogeyman is gone. But uh, oh, yeah. he might still kind of be around at the end. So Two, that's it. The one. boogeyman is Nailed dead. Nailed it. <laughs> That was great, Nikisha. That was great. great. That was great. Really (laughs) proud. That's the plot. There's so, I mean, there's like so many like other little things Mm -hmm. that happen that we'll get into. But gosh, it's it's one of those movies where you kind of can forget what happens, but then when you do remember, it's like okay, which is kind of a, a a gripe for me when we get into our first section of likes and gripes. And now our likes and gripes. So obviously this is all of our first time seeing this movie because it came out uh, most recently in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie, do you want to start off with your likes and gripes of this movie? Jamie, no, you should start. Jamie. Oh, because you Nikisha, did such a good job. Nikisha. <laughs> good stuff, I want to hear stuff. your experience, Jamie. Please, please tell me about me? it. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Um, so we saw this movie in theaters, actually. So we were in Denver visiting my friends, shout out to Sarah. Um, and it will be the lovely time. Um, but it was pretty, it was like rainy and like spitting a little bit. So we were like, let's go see a movie. Like that would be fun. Um, so we went to the Alamo draft house, which we haven't been to one since we moved and oh it was the, once again a, a lovely experience. Yes. Um, we started before we watched the movie. We hung out in their bar. Barfly is the Barfly. one in Denver. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and they also happened to be hosting one of the hosts of a golf pub crawl. A that golf was happening. Pub crawl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we were we were sitting at the bar and like there was all these people there and they were like playing like shooting one hole of golf. Is that what you say? Shoot. I clearly I have never golfed before. In my there was a life. so there was a putting green at each of the bar put- stops. There's like a putting green, um, okay. and people dressed up as like you know like golfers, like you know all across the spectrum of what a golfer could look like. And uh, we 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 were furiously googling it while sitting at the bar. <laughs> we were like, "What's happening? What's going on? Yes, <laughs> tell us what's um, happening." That's yes, fantastic. because we did not know. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, so yeah, so we, we 
observed that, enjoyed our beverages, took them into the theater because you can and it's very cool, um, mm-hmm. and sat in our little seats and ordered our little food. Um, and I, I missed that theater so much. It was such a, such a lovely experience. Um, so great. And then of course, because it's Alamo, they had all of the like precursor stuff that they make themselves. So they had like Stephen King stuff. Like, like I think Mm. they were doing countdown to like, was it the, was it the worst Stephen King adaptation? No, it was the top 10 strangest Stephen King adaptations. Mm. And then they showed a trailer for like. The other boogeyman, the other the, like oh there are yeah, multiple. like two thousand five or something yeah. boogeyman, and then a nineteen seventy okay. something old movie. One. Yeah. yeah, it was it was very it was very cool. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that. So uh, yeah, a lot of my likes are just like the movie going experience was very pleasant. <laughs> yes, <laughs> had some we good snacks, uh, some popcorn. Um, so what did I like about this movie? I, I didn't make notes because we saw it in theaters, so I'm trying to reflect back now. Um, I mean, I there's a lot of tropes in this movie that I'm not crazy about when I get into my gripes, but mm-hmm. I do – there are moments where the therapist father, uh, Chris Messina, is like – doing a good job as a dad with the exception of dealing with the grief stuff. Um, because like when in the beginning there's this moment where like the main daughter Sadie comes down the stairs wearing her mom's dress. And like, there's that moment where the dad like looks at her and is like kind of in shock, but also is like, you look great. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like what a happy functioning family that's like, you know, dealing in the face of grief, they're all doing well. Mm-hmm. And then it all falls apart very quickly. Very. Uh, pretty soon <laughs> after that one moment. Um, so another, oh, Ted is in agreement. Um, another like that I have about this movie is that the, the that they are in therapy as yes. a result of experiencing this trauma. Like, I'm glad that someone had the wherewithal to be like, oh, you experienced this, like, really awful trauma as children. Mm-hmm. You should probably talk to somebody about that and get support. So I'm glad that they are in in family therapy. They might also probably need individual therapy. Um, yeah. But I'm glad at least they have, like, a space for support. Um, right. I also, as somebody myself who – has had a fear of the dark since they were a kid. I really yes. appreciated the youngest daughter, um, Sawyer. I have to keep mm-hmm. looking at all these S names. I'm going to get them all confused. Um, <laughs> Sawyer having like all of the lights on all over her room. Um, mm-hmm. I love how there's like a ball that has light power. I want that. Um, I wish yeah, I had that as a kid. Was so yeah, cute. that was very cool. I wish yes. I had that as a kid. Um, I love that. Every movie. But- Every horror movie needs a light ball. And I don't mean that literally. I mean, like, every movie needs, like, that one prop that, like, you will yes. never forget. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I that immediately. That was – it was a great prop. Um, but I liked that. I also really liked this house. Um, I just thought mm-hmm. it was a, a nice old – it had some good old bones um, lots of rooms, lots they of storage, dumb bones. Dumb bones. Dumb bones. It, had, it had some good dumb bones. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, what else did I like? <laughs> we both jumped on that fast. Fast. Dumb bones, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I really like that actress, uh, Marin Ireland, who played. Well, I like her, and I like um, the the dad, David. Um, I like both mm-hmm. of them, so I was like just happy to see them in this film. And I honestly, I thought that they played those characters again, tropey, but like well. Um, yeah. I thought they did a good job because we don't get like a ton with them. So the moments that we do get, I think they made count. Um, and overall, I think that there were some good spooky elements to, uh, you know, like any time the boogeyman monster was like throwing a void, like using ventriloquy, ventriloquist magic to, oh, yeah. uh, the voice, to the have, yeah, to have people believe mm-hmm. that like that's, that they were talking to the other person. I liked that. I thought that was a clever thing. Um, because how else do you get somebody, if, if you're like, I'm thinking about myself being afraid of the dark. And if I'm a kid and I'm like, okay, there's something spooky in my closet. Like I'm hiding under the covers. Nothing is getting me to come out of the covers. Unless I heard my mom's voice, unless I heard the voice of someone I recognize, that would get me to throw them off. So Mm -hmm. I was like, good, good job movie. Like you, you, you done duped me and I would fall for that. Um, so I appreciate that. Let's get into gripes. Um, (laughs) my, biggest gripe of this movie, the thing that fully took me out of it, this is a movie that takes place now in 2023. It's based on a story that took place in the 70s, but it's taking place in the present. Right now, generationally, I think that, like, obviously there still is bullying, but I think what bullying looks like is a lot different from, like, maybe bullying that has happened when we were younger or, like, generations past. I cannot believe, I am unwilling to believe that the bullies, the teen bullies in this movie would be so fucking cruel that they would be like, get over your mom's death. She's dead. It's been a month. No one cares. Like no one, first of all, no one is doing that. But second of all, like I, I just have such a hard time believing that like Gen Z or Gen Alpha, like that's not how they're acting. Like we've mm-hmm. gone so far the opposite direction in like supporting mental health. Like millennials already are so in favor of breaking mental health stigma that I think like Gen Z has like also really moved in that direction. There's Absolutely. no fucking way that these girls would be like, your mom's dead, get over it. Like it, it was just so wholly unbelievable I I wish that that's not what they did in this movie. I like I, I, it bothered me so much and like truly took me out of it because I I it made me want to laugh. It was it was that unbelievable. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I, I I just like I I'm like truly in shock that they did that. And part of me is wondering like yes. is this where in my brain that went to was like Rob Savage. I love Host. Like, thought that was an excellent horror movie. Mm. But I fucking hate Dashcam because that character was so unlikable to me that it was hard to watch. Is this, mm-hmm. like, somewhere in the middle where you're, like, making characters that just, like, are terrible to watch in an effort to get us to, like, empathize more with the character? But we don't need to. Her mom died. No. Like, I- I'm good. Like, that's all we need. We don't need anything else. Like, like we don't need her to be. It. Yeah, yeah. It just, like, doesn't make any sense. I feel like there's so many other things that they could have done to, like, make her feel isolated and alone. Again, Mm -hmm. just by virtue of her mom dying, that justifies that behavior. We don't need the bullying. It's it's very weird um, and doesn't make sense to me. And I admittedly have not read the short story, so I have no idea if that's, like, a part of it. But, again, like, 
is that if it is, then that feels like a very much like of that time. And that is not what's happening in the present as far as I'm concerned, at least not in person. Maybe the bullying looks differently like online because people use anonymity to be terrible, awful mm. to, to, to people. But like no one's saying that in person. I, I just like I find that so hard to believe. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> but like as far as I know, and I, I don't work with kids, but like as far as I know, like kids are not talking to each other like that in person. Definitely not in person. And in to your point, it, it was just surprising that all of them were that way because I think it, mm-hmm. I would have believed it more if it was just like the one asshole girl who sure. might have just um, narcissistic tendencies or whatever the case or her yeah. own trauma and like that's how she that's how it manifests you know through her but for all of them and even the girl who's supposed to be her friend yeah. that was one thing that I wrote down like right before the summer party happened um I I wanted to ask you guys like how do we feel about this one friend because she's questionable but then the slumber party stuff happened and I was like oh they're all just shitty yeah, <laughs> yeah. terrible and like I wish that they didn't double down in the slumber party I wish like yeah there was I, I wish that there was just more of the bonding because like that still then means that they're all together and like something spooky can still happen to the younger sister without all of them like bullying her. And, like, mm. locking her in a room. I, I just, like, don't understand. Yeah, I... That's my that's my biggest gripe, too, with this movie. And I just... I don't know if the movie was trying to make it gray in some ways be, and failing. Mm. Because, mm. you know, at the end of that trapped in the room sequence, they're like, w- I don't know what happened. Like, w- we tried to open the door. And, like, that's more interesting if... They're not totally monsters at the beginning, like yeah, you know, right. like like I right. I felt like everything. What I found interesting about this movie is I felt that everything that the friends did was to just set up scary moments. Like you didn't sure. need you didn't need to have the best friend. There was like this weird dynamic between her and the best friend, like in the yeah. bathroom stall. Like you know, when you talked to me, it was great, and like. And then, like, but they have these other friends who are kind of crappy. Like, I just yeah. don't think that 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 was an added level of complexity to this that movie that did not need. I would have preferred mm-hmm. if you take all of that out and replace it more with the dad not being as active in their lives to justify yeah. the boogeyman coming around. Like, all that mm-hmm. stuff was, like, super weird and, like, not useful at all for this movie. I don't know. That, 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 that was... Uh, it really put a bad taste... I almost like removed from when I'm remembering about this movie. I almost like removed that part because I like so much of the other stuff. And that mm-hmm, just like yeah. even Jamie and I during the movie were just like I could feel our energy like be pulled out of the universe that they're creating on the screen. Mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. It was it was that it was just very weird and like I just I really didn't enjoy that. And like again, there's yeah. so many other tropes that I have a problem with, but like this one just didn't even make sense to me in, in this context. Again, not, not that I need the story. all of those. No, it's really not. Like, mm-hmm. I could you know, you can write another situation where, like, maybe they're, maybe they're playing a spooky game, but it's not, like, you know, like, a shitty prank. It's just like, oh, this is the room where that guy died. Like, I dare you to go in it for, like, five minutes. And then they can't open the door. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just as efficient, doesn't need the bullying, mm-hmm. still scary, and, and, like, you can still do that. And those girls aren't assholes. Like, I and just don't, high. you don't need them. Yeah, and they're high. Like, you don't need them just to so many be, layers. Yeah. Oh, on top it of the hat, just, on top uh, of the hat. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what also that feeds into is, 
I got confused a little bit during this movie. The point mm-hmm. of the, I want to ask this for you just to just to make sure. The point of the boogeyman in all of this is that the parents have so much grief that they are not paying attention to their kids and that's why the boogeyman can come in. Like mm-hmm. l- right? Yes. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why we're showing the, the with the friends this girl kind of spiral even more into grief. The idea mm-hmm. is that the kids are trying to deal with it, but the dad isn't looking. Therefore, mm-hmm. like, th- that's what happened with the, the two parents at the beginning. They were in so mm-hmm. much grief that their three kids were taken by the boogeyman. And then now he's in such grief and, like... And his is is less defined than the other people's because he's still like a functioning therapist, and it seems like he's doing right. okay, but he's not. So like, I, I thought that all of that like busy work, if you will, with the with the daughter <laughs> and the friends, kind of took away from what the point of the movie was. It's not about the kids' grief, and they are grieving, but it's about mm-hmm. the father being so ups- being so sad and so distracted that he's not watching his kids. And and maybe there's an argument that the like friends were like leading her down the wrong path and therefore mm. like and the dad wasn't watching and all of that stuff. But like he I, he proves that he was because he talks about how she was high in the hospital right. scene afterwards. But like I just think that I'm completely in agreement with Jamie. That whole port of part of this movie was totally miscalculated. Yeah. yeah, I think my only, uh, sorry, I'll just say one more thing no, to no, piggyback no. off. The only connection bridge that I can cross between the two uh, with the point of the dad not watching is just the fact that the she has that encounter with the boogeyman while her friends are around, but like her her dad doesn't want to deal with the grief. So he's like, well, if you want to have your friends over, like sure. that can be the thing that... Mm-hmm. Like, whatever you need with your friends, like, whatever. And so with that, him, like, letting them come over in a way of him not having to talk to her, but be like, your friends are here, and that'll be good Mm -hmm. for you. I'll keep, you know, Sawyer away, and you... And then the boogeyman comes because he's not there. He's, like, letting the own... But that's, like, the only bridge. But even still, you could still not have it in there, and it still be just as as powerful. Or I like Jamie's version better. The truth of the, the, yeah. the dare thing, like the I just dare, want, and then yeah, not opening the door, yeah. And even if she's mm-hmm. uncomfortable with it, she's just trying to get back into the groove with her friends. You know what yes. I mean? And then and then mm-hmm. they yes. can't. Maybe she thinks they closed the door, and she's trying to open it. And if they're not mm-hmm. assholes beforehand, you know what I mean? And honestly, like mm-hmm. right. she didn't need to push her and spill the old yogurt, like, she, like. Like, honestly, like, it could have been an accident or a joke or something like that. So we don't think the friends is bad. I don't know. Now I'm getting, like, really heated about the (laughs) Pokemon. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, Jamie. No, no. It's totally fine. But, yeah, that was my biggest gripe. My only other major gripe is uh, for someone who is, like, you know, phobic, scared of the dark, it's not believable to me that she wouldn't actually have the light on in her bedroom as somebody who Mm. like had chronic nightmares as a kid and therefore was like afraid of like sleep and the dark at night like I just slept with my lights on when I was a kid I just Mm. had the full like overhead light on and like my the lights next to me like 
you know, I was not sleeping not in just the dark. The lights. Yeah. No, I was not okay. sleeping in the dark. Hello, also, like I love all the lights, but I'm not freaking sleeping in the dark if I am fucking afraid of something in the or, dark. Like that's just not a world that I'm living in. I had a. It was an amazing sequence, an incredible sequence. There is no world in which her sister and her father are home, and she's playing video games in the dark. In the dark. Yeah, again, for a a girl that's afraid of the dark, there was far too much darkness in this film. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. (laughs) Not, not, not at all. Any other likes and gripes? Um, I mean, I forgot it until you mentioned it in the description of the movie, but uh, the part that, like, her mom somehow help save them comes back I hated that I just that was that was too much for me it doesn't need to be that I wish that like there was a different way where they were like referencing her honoring her mom like I feel like that's how they started with like keeping the art and like all this stuff like they don't need to do like mom are you here blah 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 because like she's the one who's doing all this stuff like she's Mm -hmm. the one who like I feel like it takes away then from the role that she's playing and like, not that she's trying to take over for her mom in any kind of way, but like her being empowered um, as a result of losing her mom. And again, not that that's the trajectory that that always has to go, but like, this is a movie. I I didn't, I I, I feel like it's stupid to, to then be like, oh, the spirit of your mom is the one that saved you. Like, no, Mm -hmm. you guys all came together as a family and that's what saved you. That's, that's the whole freaking point it's a it's a stupid metaphor for grief you've all come together as a family again to acknowledge and deal with the grief but now you throw the supernatural mom's ghost is here i'm done i'm over it like get out of here it undermines it yes and i never thought about it that much but i will say the first scene when she's youtubing how to contact spirits (laughs) i thought to myself well then what kind of movie are we in now yeah sure (laughs) It really was just like, uh, I don't think that this is necessary to Mm-mm. what the story is. I mean, and what and how it's being presented. Like, there was no need to have, again, a hat on top of a hat on top of a hat. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that layer of now we're going to dig into contacting. And then I was thinking, like, how is this going to come back? Because it has to come mm-hmm. back. Because then if it's just there for that one scene, then it's really dumb. But even it coming back, like, even, even you saying that, it's like, oh, yeah, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for it to come back at the end. So, yeah, there's just, it could have been much simpler. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there was a lot of elements where the story could have just been exactly th- just about grief. You know, yeah. kind of like, and I equate it to, um, oh, Baba Duke, Sir Robert Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you for using his legal name. <laughs> his formal yes, his legal government, name. His government name. Yeah, the Baba Duke. <laughs> Sir Robert. Happy, happy Baba Pride. Duke, sir. Robert happy, Duke. Yeah, happy, happy Pride, Baba Duke. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Sorry. But yes, Brian, would you like to go next? You're like, yeah, grapes. I'll make this quick because I overlap a ton with Jamie. I thought the opening mm-hmm. with the child being killed was an excellent tone to set for this movie just in general. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this movie is exceptionally well directed. I think that he executes every scare the way that he wanted it to. And I think he absolutely got the effect. Um, uh, spoilers for Smile, if you're listening and haven't watched Smile. Mm-hmm. I thought that the monster design in this was pretty good at the end. It had some Smile vibes with, like, the mouth and the mouth or the face and the mouth. And I the really mouth, dug yeah. that. Mouth and the um, face and the face and the mouth and the mouth, mouth and the face and the face and the, face and the, face and the, and the mouth. mouth. I <laughs> like that this movie um, one-upped the grief. 
um, every time. So, like, mm. the friends bumping into her and then the camera. Like, it really cranked up, like, her emotions and how she was feeling and reacting to them. Um, I like the grief themes. This movie knows exactly what it is and never tries to go beyond that. And when it does, it gets a little sloppy. Um, but I like that. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's the perfect run runtime. Um, I like that the dad is taken first from them because the grief at the end of the road is really him. Um, and he's able mm. to, but I like that he is able to push through it to save them. He, like when mm -hmm. the, when the monster is like sucking her life force out or whatever that was, the Dementor of it all. Um, I yeah. liked it. Um, yes. I like that he saves her because like it's his job. Once he starts paying attention to their grief, they actually get to defeat it. And I think that was good. Yes. I agree with Jamie mm -hmm. that the mom stuff undercut that. I, um, um, I, but I will say I like that the, I, I like that it wasn't like the lighter turned on and floated over. Like, I like that it was a little <laughs> bit like maybe it's just what she sees in it and she believes that her mom is there with her. Even the movie like explicitly is like, it's turning to the left. Oh my God. Like, I get that. Um, I like the concept overall of parents are so grief stricken that they lose track of their other kids and whatnot. And like, I think that's fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, and so that, that's and I, that's what I liked about this movie. I, th I also think that some of the scares were great. The ball under the bed, the dream yes. sequence where she wakes yes. up. That was probably the biggest scare. Locked in the room was scary. And the video game sequence was awesome. It has some really mm. solid sequences. My gripes. Everybody makes every bad decision they could possibly make. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, the, the therapist trope, the therapist who can't share over it. Her friends were mm. awful. I think this movie was too dark at the beginning. I think that this movie needed to gradually get darker the more that the, ba the Babadook, the more that the boogeyman, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so scary, so dark. The, the more that it was inf influencing their lives and the closer it was getting, I should have think it should have gotten darker. I feel like I missed a lot at the beginning because some of the sequences were so dark already. And then there were mm -hmm. moments in this movie where like they wouldn't be in the dark in this scene. So like that was something that bothered me. Um, I actually thought it was the same house, but it wasn't. Um, I thought the movie's editing at the very beginning made it seem mm -hmm. like they were moved into the house where that trauma occurred. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. um, I needed more dismissive family moments to prove the fra father was in his own world. But this is, movie is what it is. That's fine. Um, I uh, don't – and my, my other gripe is I don't believe I, – I didn't like that their house had to burn down to show them that they had to move on. I, mm. I, I, that's a bummer because like, isn't the, like, like, You're I, like, I liked the house. I like the house. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought like the mom's stuff didn't need to get burned. Like that mm. all felt like yeah. similar to the fire, like the actual like lighter stuff that all kind of undercut. I wish they would see it in a new light. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like, I, I don't know, but that that's, I just want to keep that quick. Yeah. I mean, I'll keep it quick too, because it's basically all the same thing for me. I do love themes of, of grief. I, one scene that we haven't mentioned is the tooth scene, or maybe you did, Brian. Oh, but no, I didn't. Yeah. She closes the door. Um, that I was great. That, that was yeah. a really great sequence. Um, yeah. And, and like you said, Brian, I really loved the, the dream sequence of like the boogeyman kind of like the jump scare of him going through the door. Uh, oh, and and, uh, and her coughing up the um, yeah, and oh, then her yeah. coughing the up tooth. the tooth. Yeah, 
I, uh, even though it was very Dementor-esque, I really did like the sucking the life out of you. I mean, because it's also yeah. just like representation of, mm-hmm. of grief. So I thought that that was uh, really cool. I also love, love, love the um, every time this the scene would kind of go light to dark, like you're flipping on a switch, like and seeing mm-hmm. the things go, especially in the very end scenes and in the light therapy scene, which mm-hmm. I'm excited for us to like, dig into that, Jamie, with your thoughts of, of how that went, because it mm-hmm. was a little extreme for me, but I loved how it was shot um, when you see the boogeyman in the therapy in mm-hmm. the therapy session. I also liked how at the end the father kind of like in their therapy session together admitted that he wasn't ready to be a father and like mm. the mom was the one who was kind of carrying everything and he was just like she made it look easy and so that's kind of why he was already a little disconnected from the start because he wasn't ready to be a father so I just liked that connection in the storyline and I also like at the end even though it is like well, okay moral of the story is but when she when the ventriloquist voice comes at the end of the therapist but it wasn't the therapist and the older daughter like comes back into the room and mm-hmm. the very last scene and then the door the closet door kind of opens but she doesn't look in she just closes it and it's kind mm-hmm. of like a you know the grief is still there you're still dealing with it I but it, it like that. never really goes away yeah. but you know like whatever so I love shit like that this yeah. happy endings no I um, I liked that too because it also commented on the dad that now the dad is more involved and like playing his role and overseeing them like the boogeyman's still mm-hmm. there but like they're yes. a little bit more protected now and i appreciated that too yeah absolutely um but yeah the gripes were all the same things that you, that you guys said i would also just like to say or ask this is a random side note but in your movie theater experience did you see a new trailer for the nun 2 movie at all no was no. that a part of your experience Okay, I just have to say that because we talk about this a lot, there was a great jump scare in the trailer for The Nun 2, but I feel like it's just going to be a trailer failure like we always talk about, and that might be like the only good thing Trail that happens fail. in The yeah. Nun 2. So I just wanted to know if you guys saw it, but you didn't. So no, maybe no. check that out. I don't out. even think it was, I don't think the, the trailer had come out yet we, when we saw I it. I don't even know if we got trailers at that. Not oh, that yeah, because it was it. the Alamo. The yeah, Alamo. so they do their own little did we? thing. I forget. No, I think we did, but now I can't remember what a single one of them was. Oh, we saw the Talk <laughs> to Me trailer again. We did get trailers. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like doing the the thing that they do with the, oh, yeah. The A24. What, with the hands? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's backwards. Very excited about that. Uh, but, I, but I do. I know we complained a lot about it, but I will say, like, I had a great time watching this in movie theaters. Like, it was just a self-contained yeah. scare fest. It was unrelenting in some parts, and um, we have a lot of gripes with like the intricacies of it. I'm assuming, but like, I had a really mm-hmm. good time. I, 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 I was delightful. Yeah, you were delightful. I mean, it was it <laughs> yes. was spooky delightful. It was spooky you said delightful. you were delightful. <laughs> I said I was delightful. Yeah. Oh, that was not my intention. <laughs> <laughs> the boogeyman was delightful. I was delightful. <laughs> I it, was delightful. I forgot a T. It was delightful. It was delightful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after I finished it, I was like, this doesn't feel something to write home about, but I did enjoy it, yeah. you know, and I enjoy, I always enjoy the themes of grief. And it was one of those, this will be good to talk about on the podcast. So like, yes. if I can find things to talk about on the podcast from this movie, then it's, it goes into the good pile for me. Sure. Uh, great. 
So let's go into our next section of mm brains, where we just asked mm. Jamie, was it right or wrong for them to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G in this movie? Yeah, let's yell <laughs> because at them. Because that's all that I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> Uh, first off, there was a quote that was called, where there is fear, there is your task. How do you feel about this? This is a random thing that we didn't talk about pre-recording, but the idea of like, what is your fear and let's like attack it. Do you feel like that's your kind of, I don't know, (laughs) your, I don't know what that is. Your MO, your your therapy thing. That, that in particular, no, but I kind of like... I kind of like it because it's like what I mean, thinking about like anxiety and the things that like stress us out. Is there then something to like address here, which is I feel like Mm -hmm. the this the what they're getting at, like, you know, where might there be something that we have to kind of dig deeper into to unpack and make sense of and then like figure out how to deal with. Um, So I don't like hate that as the as that therapist like. I'm going to drop this nugget in here moment. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, so let's talk about, and you already, I mean, I'll take it. Great. Whatever Jamie says goes. That's, <laughs> that's how we wrote, we, we ride here. Uh, so we were talking about this earlier, but the therapy sessions that happen with the girl. So my immediate question when I was watching the scene was, <clears throat> why do they not have individual sessions? I wasn't even thinking of the good things of like, oh, mm-hmm. they're in therapy. This is great that they're. I know. <laughs> I know? thought the same. I was like, I was like, even though this is a pro therapy movie, I was just like, what <laughs> right. does Jamie think about this therapy stuff? Exactly. <laughs> Like, what <laughs> should they, and then the therapist wanted the father to be in the session, which I understand that, mm-hmm. having all of them together, but it, I immediately was like, shouldn't they be kind of conquering this in individual sessions as well? So how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm glad that they were in therapy. Um, I I mean, like, I think that there's, there's value in the family therapy because, like, the family mm-hmm. unit is now, like, irreparably changed and so like how then to navigate kind of collectively their relationships with one another as a result of this loss is important but also Mm -hmm. like I think that there probably needs to be individual therapy too like the needs of the older daughter look different from the needs of the younger daughter on top of the like you know the younger daughter's fears uh around like the dark and things like that like that separately probably needs to be addressed outside of like dealing with the grief like there's just like so many things that they're all dealing with that it seems silly to not also have individual therapy to like address those individual needs yeah and so you were, you're bringing it up at the light therapy thing because that is what really stuck out to me is her having to deal with that experience with her sister. Um, and would that have been helpful because she was not, you know, figuring it out on her own. She was kind of just relying on her older sister. So how did you feel about that light <clears throat> therapy session? And is that even a thing? Have you heard of that before? I don't know if like that in particular is a thing. However, uh, that just felt like exposure therapy, which is a thing, but also Mm -hmm. exposure Mm -hmm. therapy isn't just like, Oh, what's the thing you're fearful that you have a phobia of? Like here is, here it is like deal with it. Exposure therapy should be like, 
a sequential like increasing of the anxiety and fear. So we're not going from like zero to a hundred. We're going from yes. zero to 10 and then 10 to 20 and then 20 to 30. Like literally in those increments, like some of what you do is like create a hierarchy. So like if you mm-hmm. have a phobia, let's say of, um, of like driving and like the 10 of the 10 scariest thing is like getting behind the wheel of a car and like driving around like, okay, let's go all the way to like, what's 10 out of a hundred? Like what, what does that 10% look like? Is that, you know, like, uh, like looking at a picture of a car, is that like, you know, Mm. that might be a 10, maybe a 20% is like listening to the sounds of cars without looking at anything. Maybe a 30 is like watching videos of cars. Like it's all your, and, and, you know, the, the, the person who's like experiencing the phobia is the one who should be evaluating like where those things fall on the spectrum. But like, yes. And I, I also imagine that it's different for kids, but like in general with exposure therapy, it's like this, you know, gradual like increasing. So I, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like doing the light on and off and then doing it like rapidly um, or not rapidly, but like increasing that time. I feel like yes. you probably, you'd probably need more sessions with that before going straight to like, now we're going to do it for longer. And like, I don't know. And so um, in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. That, that also seemed uh, like a bit extreme and likely to yeah. re-traumatize instead of work through some of that. So mm-hmm. I don't know of that specific thing, but, um, that's, that's what I imagine. Like it would look like, but like over a longer period of time. I also mm-hmm. just want to point out that, um, uh, fear of driving, it has two different phobia names. I just looked up. Uh, mm. one is a maxophobia or hamaxophobia, which makes you feel anxious or fearful when you drive or ride in a vehicle, such as a car, bus, or plane. And then there's, mm veophobia so v-e-h-o-p-h-i-o-p-i-b-i-a which is just a fear of driving so like vehicle but veophobia um which is a fear of okay. driving I, I just googled those things i, I am no i am no scientist uh i just wanted to fill <laughs> no out no scientist yes i'm listen uh, i'm not a scientist <laughs> just just in case you didn't know we, yeah. we are not mm-hmm. thank you uh, that just reminded me of two things one, when you're talking about exposure therapy, in some daytime talk show of the Mari, Dr. Phil, whatever, like, there's Is the this person afraid of pickles circulating around. Oh, I remember, oh my gosh. The person, the person afraid of the pickles? I remember uh, yes. that. Yes. I think it, I was going to say olives, but I think it's pi- <laughs> oh, yeah, pickles. Well, no, they, oh, there maybe was, it is olives? There was one where olives, because she felt like it looked like eyeballs in a jar. Mm. And she was, like, running away yeah, from, like... Yeah. <sighs> I can't. That just reminded me when you were just like the little exposure to things in that video just like popped yeah. into my head. But then Brian, <laughs> you talking about the different names. I looked up the origin of the boogie man, like where boogie. it came oh. from or whatever. And it's that joke, right? What? It's the, <laughs> the handkerchief joke. That you said joke. That joke. Yeah, that's the origin that of him. boogie man. Ignore him. Yeah. That is the origin of, of Boogeyman. But it just reminded me that the first thing that Wikipedia says is that there are multiple names for the Boogeyman. And I just have to say just some of them. Okay. So one of them is the Boogie Monster, which is also just like, that's a jam. Like, we're going to boogie together. I love it. <laughs> um, boogie Woogie Bugabear. And I'm like, okay, great. That Can totally you imagine in this movie, like, <laughs> guess who's chasing us? The Boogie Woogie Bugabear. <laughs> <laughs> like a booger bear. 
and my all-time favorite, um, which is what Destiny's Child warned us about, and it's Bugaboo. Bugaboo! That's it. As soon as you said Destiny's Child, I knew exactly what you were going to say next. Also, (laughs) you should also point out that your friend's friend, uh, who played the guy in this movie, David, yes. uh, he's in the Ant-Man movies, and he says Baba Yaga a lot, and I love, and I know it's not the same thing, but in this movie, I was like, Baba Yaga to Jamie, because I, I love Yaga. saying Baba You did Yaga. say Baba Yaga. Yeah, but no, I understand that that's like an Eastern <laughs> European witch, but like not the same as yeah. the Boogeyman, but like still, I I don't know why I felt the need to bring that up. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. Love that. I just had to um, share those those names so, with you guys, but the only no, origin you, that they you. say it's about, it's just adults trying to scare their children into... Good behavior, doing sure. yeah, and it means like scarecrow in a Middle medieval, medieval yes. language. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, um, okay. Yeah. So I have the major question: Is the yes. Christmasina dad a good therapist? So I think he's a fine therapist. I think he's a shitty dad. Oh, <laughs> must be the okay. I, I mean, I have mixed feelings on him as a dad, but like he obviously is not doing a good job dealing with his own stuff. A, Mm -hmm. he probably shouldn't be working right away. B, Mm. he definitely needs to be joining those family therapy sessions, and he's not. And just, like, offloading his kids to another therapist is not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, C, he, like, isn't able to talk to his kids directly about it whenever his oldest daughter tries to talk to him about it. Um, Mm -hmm. So that makes him a a doozy dad. But as in terms of him as a therapist, I think that – you know, I think that, like, he is fairly good about, like, keeping boundaries up, um, especially, like, given that he's doing it in his home, like, the mm-hmm. the home office therapy style. I imagine, like, boundaries might be challenging. I, I don't have – I mean, I work from home. However, I, I'm an online practitioner only, so I do not meet with clients in person. I do not meet with clients in my home. Um, yes. And I feel like I imagine it it would be like challenging to um, to like I'm sure there has to be a lot of uh, of uh, like expectations. Say? N- well, yes. But um, uh, why can't I think of the right word? Um, like doing a lot of co- consulting with people to evaluate like who's the right fit, mm. because I like you want to make like you yourself as the person who's like doing who's offering the therapy as the therapist like you mm-hmm. still want to feel comfortable in your home and there's certainly moments that might make you feel uncomfortable as a therapist and that's normal but i think that's different from like if you are feeling physically unsafe in the therapy space right. as the therapist um like you have to also come up with your own procedures and practices in order to like maintain your own safety depending on like the clients that you're that you're working with. So what um, you're saying yeah. is don't show up to a therapist's home and expect them like in this movie to just do an intake session on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, I would never do that anyway, even virtually <laughs> if like a random person showed. I mean, I don't know how they would do that, but yeah, I I I mean, for me, not everybody does consultations with new clients. Sometimes they mm-hmm. do they do just like have people show up. And and it also depends on like the context. Like in the past, in former roles that I've had, I did have to meet with people who just showed up. Um, that's not my like ideal choice in terms of working with someone and building a new relationship. 
Um, I prefer to like have some semblance of control and that's, that's my own stuff. But like, I don't like, I do consult calls with people. I don't even give people the option to like schedule themselves. Like some people will Mm -hmm. have like Calendly's and things like that, where people can schedule both intakes or consultations, um, themselves based on the availability that someone's offering them. I don't like to do that because again, I like to have control. I want to, I want to know like when I'm availing myself to somebody, all of those things are like part of the practices that I've established that like help me feel like safe and secure, um, Mm -hmm. and in control. So I definitely would not feel comfortable with like somebody just walking into my house and like expecting to be seen. I also would definitely want, yeah, I would want them to like fill out paperwork ahead of time, like intake paperwork. Some, some therapists will do it in person, uh, with somebody or Mm -hmm. like in that intake session together, that's an option. But again, for me, like my, my absolute preference would be for somebody to fill that out ahead of time and for me to like review it so that I can see like, okay, like what are they looking for support in? Maybe they're coming Mm -hmm. in with something that like I can't even help them with. I have no expertise in, which sometimes that happens. And that's why I do a consult call so that I can say like, oh, I'm not a specialist in this. Or like, I don't work with this. Like not, not because your issue is like too hard, but just like, Mm -hmm. I don't have the skills to be able to like, this is my specific focus. So like, I, I, I wouldn't even know how to support you in this. Like, let me help find somebody who's better suited to help you with that. So that, these are all the reasons why, like, that's why I kind of orient myself in that way. Not everybody does and it's not Mm -hmm. good or bad, but like, that's just what helps make me feel comfortable. So it's definitely, I think like for, for him as the therapist, like riskier for him to just be like, let, let's do this. But again, it's just another way to avoid having to like sit by himself and potentially think Mm -hmm. about, you know, the trauma that he experienced. So he's, he is, he is bad work-life balance a la smile. Not as bad, but you know, Mm. not pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, awesome. Should we get into rotten tomatoes? Let's do it. Yeah, Rotten Tomaten. Rotten Tomaten. It makes me laugh every time. It's so stupid. I love it. (laughs) Rotten Tomaten. Yes. Okay. We have the Rotten Tomaten. What do you think the Rotten Tomato score is? Uh, I'm going to say 76. Whoa. I'm going to say... I don't know why I did that either. I'm going to say 69. Mm-hmm. Nice. Whoa, nice. <laughs> Ooh, oh, fancy. my God. Uh, it's a 62. <laughs> <gasps> okay. Ooh. Right, okay. right dead in the center of you two. It's a 62. The audience score is a 66. Um, mm. uh, so the critics say... The Boogeyman might fall short of its terrifying source material, but a spooky atmosphere and some solid performances help keep the chills coming. Oh, yeah. We should say that the performances in this movie are very good and keep it grounded, I they think. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The audience says, if you don't mind spending a lot of time waiting for things to happen, the Boogeyman <laughs> is worth watching for some solid jump scares. What are you okay. talking about, audience? No. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, should we do the four S's? Yes. Yeses. Skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. The talking horns, four S's. 
Okay, the four S's are skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Um, we're going to do skulls, scares, and shakes at a 1 through 10 rating them. Skulls is about how this movie handles mental health, human behavior. Scares is how scary was it. Shakes, how much are we going to shake it off? Will it last? And then we'll go around and do some suggestions. Um, so, Jamie, why don't you start? Therapize it. Sure. <laughs> Therapize. Um, okay, so for skulls, I'm giving this a three um because mm. i don't really think people mm-hmm. are doing a lot of logical thoughtful peopling here peopling yeah um i think i mean <clears throat> i would say the most realistic thing is like yeah people avoid wanting to deal with grief all the time that that's mm-hmm. totally normal happens all the time but like the bullying doesn't quite make sense to me the the weird double standard with a therapist doesn't it, Maybe a little, maybe some, I myself have not experienced the loss of a partner, so I can't speak to that. But like, I just think that knowing what his profession is, do a little bit of a better job in like supporting your kids Mm -hmm. with what they're dealing with. And then on top of that, like the supposed suicide that happens in their house, there's still no support around that. Like it's weird um, and feels not real. So three. Um, for scares, I gave this a three. There were some moments that definitely got me. Um, mm-hmm. I did go to the bathroom early in the movie, so mm. I think I missed a, a jump scare that might have happened yeah. um, with the little girl first going to bed. Um, mm. So I missed that. But all the other uh, spooky moments, I wish that they didn't show the monster as early as they did. I wish that they waited more to like the very, very end because um, I think that kind of took away from some of it. But when you first start seeing it, it's pretty spooky. Um, for shakes, I'm going to give this a three. It was fine. Um, but I don't think it's really going to like stick around in my brain for too, too long. Cool. Nikisha. Uh, I would say four for skulls for the, uh, the same reasons. I mean, there's, they're in therapy. So that's why I give it a four. <laughs> they're trying, um, scares. I'll also give it a four because there was a lot of good things with the tooth and the dream sequence and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, shakes. I'll also give it a four. Fours across the board, you know. Yeah. It's just, Fours it's, across the board. So, four across the board. So I'm fives across the board, actually. Okay. Um, hmm, I'm a little great. more generous in that <laughs> I think that, like, the therapy stuff and, like, it's trying. It's getting halfway there. It's not completing the circle. Um, mm-hmm. Scares. I, I, I got jumped. A couple times during this movie. I don't know oh if that's God, the best way to joke. put it. Oh, my God, be careful. Um, and then scares. Uh, I mean, shakes. Like, yeah, this was really solid. If you want a really mm-hmm. a, a kind of spooky time in the movie. Like we've, Jamie and I have worked out of things where, like, we're like, wow. Th- we didn't get scared once. Like, the nun or something like that that's trying to mm. be-ish this. Oh, yeah. But, like, this was real good. Brr. Is it Babadook? No. Is it? You know what I mean? But it, it's, it is what it is. It's totally fine. So that's what I got. Yeah. Um, let's go with uh, suggestions. I mean, we've said it. I've already uh, said it too. But Sir Robert Duke uh, is my suggestion. Sir Robert, Robert Duke. Duke. Uh, Jamie. Mm-hmm. I went with Lights Out. Okay. Because you, if you're spooked of Lights Out, then you Darky should dark. watch Lights Out. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark. Um, I, I think if you're interested in this movie and you haven't seen Smile, watch Smile first. It's way better. Yeah. Mm. It's way better in covering some similar stuff in a different way. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. I would, I, I would, I would buy Smile and Boogeyman in a, um, in a two pack for sure. In a two pack. Yeah. Cool. 
Grand. Cool. Well, that wraps up our episode of the Boogeyman, Boogie Woogie, Bugle Boy, Company B, um, <laughs> Bugaboo. And <laughs> you can follow us on all social medias at Talk Horror Pod, P O D, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, on the TikTok. Help us continue with our followers, guys. We have a lot of followers on our TikToks, and thank you guys for all the support. So keep supporting us. Tell a friend to click that follow button as Brian is waving his hands. Tell a yes. friend to click that follow. Tell a friend, Tell a friend yes. to click that follow. <laughs> click that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. And where can they listen to us, Brian? Uh, wherever you get podcasts. So Stitcher, Spotify, of course, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> what should we sign off with? Uh, uh, how <laughs> do boogie you, Woogie, uh, the, the Bugle Boy yeah, of Company B. That or Bugaboo. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Bye, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>